Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Community Trust Bank's Sunday Morning Sports Talk on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Good morning, everybody. I'm not Mark Berger. Curtis Birch in today. Anthony White. As always in, the one and only Larry Vaught on the phone. How are you doing, Larry? I'm doing wonderful, Curtis. Nice to talk to you this morning. Well, normally I get to talk to you a few minutes before the show starts, but this 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 works out all right in my estimation, too. It, it sure does. Have you, you in the big chair and Tim in the other big chair? That's the A team. Yeah, that is a pretty pretty solid team. I do find it ironic that people call this the big chair when it's exactly the same size as all the other chairs. So it's not that much bigger at all. It's a little usually, bit higher, but that's Usually it. you set up higher, though, don't you? You don't have to, though. It goes all the way down to the floor. It just depends on how you feel. So, Anthony White here, is, of course, as well. How you doing, Anthony? I'm doing good. Doing good. No Mark Berger. <laughs> it's always a good morning with no Mark <laughs> If you'd like to interact with the show, you can, as always, give us a call, 280-2287-1800-606-4263, or tweet us at Sunday AM Sports. Lots of football to talk about today, some basketball to talk about as well, both at, not really at the Kentucky level as much, but more at the pro level and the grassroots level, but there's a ton of Kentucky stories on those. But football has been the dominant headline, so I want to start there and and when I was kind of going through the plan for this show in my head yesterday, I thought, all right, we'll just talk a ton of draft. But then uh, headline kind of came across later in the evening yesterday that I think surprised a lot of people and kind of closes, officially closes a chapter on Gunnar Hoke at UK. He announced that he is going to be transferring to the Ohio State University. You you have to legally say that, right, Anthony? As no. a as a resident of Ohio, is no, that, you don't forget Ohio State. You don't like. You no, know I'm not any type of Ohio State fan. This could get dicey, Anthony. Not not a big Ohio State fan, um, but he's going to transfer there from Kentucky. Uh, this kind of surprised the heck out of a lot of people because they have Justin Fields, who was, I believe, the number one quarterback uh, coming out of high school last year. He spent his first season at Georgia and then transferred uh, and got a waiver to play immediately uh, next season at Ohio State. Larry, how surprised were you that this uh, this happened? Well, of course, the the transfer was no surprise. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that he made a decision so quick surprised me a little bit, and the fact that it ends up being Ohio State surprised me a lot because that's a school that basically kind of ignored him when it came to his high school recruiting, but a coaching change. It seems like that maybe Ohio State was looking to the transfer portal for a what they felt like would be a reliable backup quarterback to Justin Fields in case things didn't work out. And I guess Gunner, whose father played at Ohio State, uncle coached at Ohio State, he had a cousin 
on a national championship team there. He's is from just outside of Columbus. I guess the chance to go and and potentially be the backup there at Ohio State for a couple of years was was good enough for him. So when he got the offer, he said, "Boom, I'm going to take it." So I'm, I'm happy for him. I hope it works out for him and his family because they're they're really good people. Hey, Larry, I'm. Curtis and I talked off the air, and like I said, this is not going to turn into a bash session by any means. But I, I do want to bring the reality and the thoughts that when, I, when I'm on the streets, these are the questions that people are going to ask me. And you, you said a reliable backup. And I, this has nothing to do with Gunner. Like I said, I like the kid. And, I, and when, we inter, when Curtis and I interviewed like the quarterback group in the quarterback room, those guys seem to have a, a real nice jail. Like they get along. They can take jokes. They can, you know, uh, poke fun at each other. But the, you said reliable backup. Ohio State isn't for – I'm saying Kentucky. They're not a Vanderbilt. They're not a Maryland. They're not a team that, you know, will – a decent quarterback. If he couldn't play at Kentucky, why and – and, and that's what I said. Because when you come out of Ohio State or you come out of the state of Ohio and Ohio State doesn't offer you, you, you there's no coming back. There's no making up for that. I mean, that's, that's a divorce right there. So uh, – I I, I like the fact that he gets to go back home and play for a big university and possibly have a, a child in the national championship, but you use the words reliable backup, and I'm not sure. That's not the mindset you want as, like, a quarterback, right? Is that That's what you were saying, Anthony. Like, basically, you know, if you're a quarterback coach and you're looking for the guy, the mindset of I'm going to come in and back up and, you know, finish out my career, you don't – and I don't – I mean, it, we don't know if Gunner has this mindset. Hit um, in his mind, he could say, "I'm going to go there and I'm going to beat out Justin Fields." Uh, but and you know, we didn't see much of Justin Fields at Georgia last season because they obviously had a pretty good quarterback uh, that was that was kind of throwing it around. But like I, I jokingly tweeted out, Larry, that Terry Wilson is better than Justin Fields, and I put quotes around it, and I said Gunner Hoke, kinda, because like that's what. That's what many people thought this decision, you know, would would go down to. He's going to go somewhere where he thought he could play, but I just don't see a path for him playing right away at Ohio State. And it just that was probably the most surprising thing of this whole whole deal. Well, I, I think the allure of Ohio State and the chance to go back there is something none of us really factored in, and probably I'm not even sure Gunner would have even thought when he made this decision that there would be an opportunity for him to go back. Or, or to go to Ohio State, but apparently they reached out really quickly to him. I'm not obviously very familiar with the Ohio State roster, but apparently, other than Justin Fields, they are lacking a quarterback and needed some depth. And and, and thought Gunner was a guy that could help them. And what I said, reliable quarterback, you're exactly right. I'm sure in Gunner's mind, he thinks they've told him he'll have a chance to come in and compete with Justin Fields. It's just when you get a guy like that transfer, you figure he's going to be the the guy, and I, like Anthony, thought he'd be looking somewhere where he would know if he went, odds were better than 50-50, he would get a chance to play, whether it's in another Division One or transferring down, whatever he decided. But, but again, I, not being from Ohio, I can probably appreciate what it means to some guys to get a chance to go back and play at the State University, especially somebody like Gunner that has so many family connections to Ohio State. And, and again, I don't think it was ever that he was – unhappy with anything at Kentucky as far as the other quarterbacks, his coaches, or just life in general in Lexington. He just said when he made the decision to transfer, it was basically that he thought he wanted a chance to go play more. And I think this just 
kind of came along, and when he had a chance to go back to Ohio State, he said, why not? I'll be a happy guy there. Let me just go back there. Hey, Larry, what what part of – tell me how much of this you might agree with. What, what about the, the thought process of I'm back home, If and this is from a parental standpoint, if my child is not starting, he's backing somebody up, I can drive 15, 20 minutes to the game, and I'm at my dad's alma mater where, you know, you can, you know, tailgate and chum it up with the old fellas rather than make a three-hour drive every week and hope that your son gets in. And, and But him to get in, with, you know, will mean an injury or something. It, you, oh, how much of that do you think may have weighed into it? Well, I think his parents certainly are unhappy that, he, that he's back <laughs> like that. But, but I don't think they probably, from my conversations, I don't think they – tried to influence him to come back right, right. just to make it easier on them because he's got a younger brother, and I forget where he's playing right off the top of my head. Is it Ohio? They, yeah, I think that is right. And they often split where they went to watch the, the Suns play. You know, one would go one place, one would go the other. So they're still going to be doing some traveling. Then That's just kind of what they were used to doing. That's what you do as a, a parent. But, again, I don't think it made, made his parents unhappy at all if that's what he decided. But I don't think they would have been the ones to say kind of pushing him to do that because I think they just that wherever he is one of the, at least one of them's got to be there every Saturday yeah and I I mean that I, I said when we first started talking about this that this kind of closes the book and when he first announced that he was putting his name in the transfer portal it was all but a done deal but I mean both he and Stoops the last time they commented on this you know left the door just slightly open in case there was no opportunities in that transfer portal uh, that he would that he liked, and then he ended up coming back to Kentucky, is because as you said, Larry, and as you said, Anthony, you know he liked his time at Kentucky, and that was pretty evident. Anytime you talked to him, there was never any like, you know, anger or discontent. Uh, meant it, it was just a he just kind of seemed to to understand what was going on, and it wasn't that he resented anybody, uh, you know, Terry Wilson or Stephen Johnson or anything along those lines. They were all super super chummy, and th- they would make that that very clear. Uh, but, you know, this does leave UK in kind of a not necessarily a bad situation because you still have Terry Wilson, which is, you know, the, the first quarterback is the most important quarterback. And, you know, there's the old saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no no quarterbacks. Well, Kentucky really won't have to worry about that a ton right now because they just got the one, uh, Terry Wilson, and then they're going to be relying on Walker Wood and then two freshmen uh, coming in, that'll be their whole quarterback room, basically, with the addition of um, some some walk-ons. And I uh, did see someone throw out the the possibility of you could get a you could be in a situation uh, like a couple years ago with Luke Wright, where uh, the NCAA just changed the rule where a walk-on can now take a scholarship at another institution and be immediately eligible. I have no idea if there are any walk-ons across college football that would you know fit that mold, but you know that's an, an option as well, and I don't know if there's any grad transfers in the uh, in the transfer portal that Kentucky could take that would be content, uh, you know, with backing up a quarterback. So those those are all out there. But as it stands right now, you got Terry Wilson, and then a bunch of guys who's never played uh, a college football game. So, like Anthony, how how bad a spot is that to be in, or is, is that something you really just can't worry about? I don't think is any anything you you really worry about. Uh, a lot of times when the, when the younger guys get an opportunity to to shine, I mean, it's going to be a a, grow, a growth 
which I, I don't. I think Terry could have done some things better. But when you can't argue ten wins, and he didn't have any experience, although I mean he did have junior college experience. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think it's something you you really really worry about. I I guess if you are that concerned as offense coordinator, you just protect Terry a little bit more. Just make sure he doesn't take more hits, and which may compromise offense some because you want to utilize his legs and his mobility. But I, like I said, I, but uh, Van House is, has, and I talked to somebody uh, last week, and they're very high on the kid out of uh, out of uh, Louisiana, Monty Gilmore. Yeah, they're they're very high on him. So, and and I'm I'm saying this because I was a freshman once, and I was just waiting for my opportunity. I wasn't big enough. But, I mean, my, my freshman year, I made some plays and I learned a whole bunch. I I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. And, and I'll just we'll kind of wrap this discussion up by, and I'll say this, that the quarterback position overall is something that you, you never, never know. <laughs> I mean, right, Larry, right. Larry, you remember remember the times when y'all thought it was going to be Drew Barker for three years or whatever, or Patrick Tolles and then yeah. Drew Barker and then Gunnar Hoke, right? That wasn't that the the quarterback lineage we all thought we were going to have, and it was going to be smooth transitions, and then we have Stephen Johnson and Terry Wilson, and they both have a just ton of success at UK. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's the same everywhere else. I mean, I think yeah, when when Georgia gets Justin Fields, you think, well, he's going to sit in there and he's going to be a star before he leaves there, and Again, you just never know. And quarterbacks, as Anthony would know, are certainly a different spot because only one of them usually plays. So I think with today's system, you just see a lot. And it's not just Kentucky. I think there's a, a ton mm. of places across the country that don't have any, that don't have a backup with any real experience. So that's just the reality of it is right now. But I, I, I think again, Mark Soup certainly kept the door open for Gunner to stay and tried would have liked to have had him back. But I also think probably the Kentucky guys feel pretty good about the three quarterbacks they're gonna have behind yeah. uh, behind Terry. So it would surprise me if they added somebody, but as you said, in this day and age one just never knows. Without a doubt. And the uh, last note on this is all of his well, I shouldn't say all of it, but everything I saw on social media from his teammates at Kentucky, now former teammates, uh, were just a ton of congratulations on social media. So yes. everybody seems to be, you know, really happy for each other, which is really kind of great to, to see an amicable split uh, in this social media age. Uh, that was Larry Vaught, uh, Anthony White's in studio. I'm Curtis Birch. If you want to interact with the show, give us a call 280 2287 1 800 606. 4263 or tweet us at Sunday AM Sports. You're listening to Community Trust Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on the home of the Cats, News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back in to Community Trust Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. I'm Curtis Birch, Anthony White in studio, Larry Vaught on the line. Quick note. Larry, we have a slight correction from Twitter. We were kind of right. Um, and if you, this is a great way to interact with the show. If you'd like to send us a tweet, as Rob uh, did, uh, he said, Griffin Hoke plays at Youngstown State. Uh, Larry, I think it was a, uh, one of Gunner, a Gunner's sister that actually was at Ohio. Uh, I don't know if she was playing volleyball or something along those lines, but that's why I had on my mind. I saw some of the family in Ohio Bobcat gear, so that's where that was from. Um, but yeah, now now both of the Hoke brothers are playing in Ohio, so that makes Trev a little bit easier for the family overall. Let's jump yep. to the phones. Go ahead. Did you have something, Larry? No, I was just going to say that again. It's, it's it's never easy when you got two children playing at two different schools. But again, it's a nice problem to have. As the Hoke's always told me. Yeah, without a doubt. Let's get to the phones and talk to the great 
John Short. John, how are you doing this morning? Wes, 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 how are you doing? Fantastic. It's not good that Gardner Hall is leaving University of Kentucky. That's not good. That's bad news. You want everybody to stay for five years, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. All of them. Never, no one to ever leave. That's right. Yeah, well, sometimes they leave, though, man. It's just this, the, just what happens in life. I know, and I don't know that Benny Snell got drafted. I don't, I don't know he got drafted last night. Benny Snell got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fourth round. In the fourth round. I, I kind of say he's not ready to go pro. You should have come back so he get higher into a higher draft, the higher rounds. Mm-hmm. Larry Vaught would tell you that he wasn't going to increase his stock very much by coming back an extra year. He just risked injury. Half of his offensive line left two John short. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John, John. I don't think uh, Benny had too much to prove considering he was the all-time leading rusher in Kentucky football history. With less attempts than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I think he did all he could do. But we're going, we're going to be 15-0 and in, in football next season. We'll be 15-0. So you believe in A.J. Rose and Chris Rodriguez yep. and Cavassier Smoke filling the shoes of Benny Snell, right? That's right. And then the cultural playoffs will be Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Alabama. Yeah. We know Georgia and Alabama will make the playoffs. That's a done deal. But Kentucky and Vanderbilt will join them too. That would be a heck of a playoff, and I think everybody outside of the SEC would be very angry with that. Uh, I, but I respect your sports opinions, John Short. And we're going to be Florida today like we did yesterday in baseball. Yeah, UK baseball coming up at 11.45 with pregame. Darren Hedrick will have the call. They are down in Gainesville. Kentucky had a big win yesterday, a complete game. Um, they've been in some struggle, but that was a nice win yesterday, wasn't it, John? I know, and CJ Kalek, he's not playing right now because I heard he has a shoulder injury. Well, we'll get, we'll get uh, all that information to you when Darren Hedrick takes over at 11.45. Okie dokie. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Okie dokie. All right, bye. Hey, Larry. I watched uh, I watched some softball yesterday, and I thought Abby Cheek was going to be the hero last night, man. Boy, me me too. They were sitting there, scoreless game. She hits that home run at the top of the six and go out in the, in the bottom of the six, and the Alabama coach throws a fit, gets on the umpire, gets ejected from the game, and after that they never called a strike that a Kentucky pitcher threw. It didn't seem like an Alabama – Rallies to win th- three to one. A tough, tough loss for Kentucky against number three Alabama. I-, I think that was a win if Kentucky would have got that, would have practically assured them of getting to host the, the first round of the NCAA tournament. So a tough, tough loss for Kentucky last night. I never watched Abby Cheek play, but the, just the that one hit that I saw the home run, like it was kind of like she was kind of reaching for where people don't get good contact, and that thing just jumped off the bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of her – go ahead, Larry. I was going to say, she is amazing, Anthony. And if Kentucky was to get to host the NCAA, you're going to have to come out and watch. Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. That's, that's a done deal then. So, everybody should root for UK softball so Anthony White can go have a meet and greet out at the crop. Indeed. That's Larry Vaught, Anthony White, I'm Curtis Birch. You're listening to Sunday Morning Sports Talk on the home of the Cats, News Radio 630, WLAP. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is Community Trust Bank's Sunday morning sports talk on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back into Sunday Morning Sports Talk. Curtis Birch hosting, I guess, today would be the easiest way to say it. Anthony White here. Larry Vaught on the line. Been talking a lot of UK football. We haven't even really gotten into the draft much at all, but we're going to talk about that heavily. If you'd love to interact with the show, shoot us a tweet at Sunday AM Sports. You can give us a call, 859-280-2287 or 1-800-606-4263. That's where we find Dennis. How you doing today, Dennis? I'm doing great. Um, you know, being a huge UK football fan and growing up a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I was absolutely ecstatic after yesterday. And um, the Steelers, and ben, well, let's put the, the Steelers got the perfect running back, I think, for them, and Benny went to the perfect team for, for him. And uh, being a blue-collar football team, blue-collar running back, I'm just, are the Steelers blue collar though? Are the Steelers blue collar? They've led the. I think they're like near the top of the league in divas over the past couple years. Well, that's true, but they're past. You know, of course, you know it's. But you know the, the Jerome Bettises and the Franco Harris's. I know they've gone to the passing. To me, they they're throwing football way too much now. But uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll, they'll go back to some more of the. Uh, Smash mouth. I did. Uh, you know, I don't know if you saw this, Dennis, on social. I don't know how much you watch social media or if there was any clips on the news, but I did see one. Somebody do the classic where uh, they had a Le'Veon Bell jersey, and they put an S N over the B, <laughs> so it said <laughs> it became a Snell jersey. Nice, nice. I, I tell you what, I liked about it, Dennis and guys. I said when Mike Tomlin talked about drafting Benny and the fourth round, and I'm sure glad he didn't go all the way to sixth and seventh round like some people were projecting, but I never thought he'd last that long, but that he said that they simply didn't overanalyze it. They just looked at what Benny Snell could do as a, as a player, liked how he was as a person, and just drafted him, which Anthony was telling me they looked at what he had done for three years instead of what he did one day to combine. And, that, and that's what really confused me on a lot of the stuff. I, I, I honestly had him going at the ceiling at, at fifth. But when when I found out who the the pick was, I'm I'm with Dennis, man. That's a perfect fit for him. The and and there's not much in front of him. I can't remember the guy they have starting right now. Uh, Connor. Yeah, yeah. He Connor. you know he's a blue collar guy that just grinds it out and you know having Benny. If Benny can beat him out or back him up, Benny will certainly get a lot of reps the way they play the game. But and Benny's the kind of guy you want, and that's why I thought he would really have a chance. He hasn't shown that he can be injured. He, you know, he doesn't back down from anything. I mean, that's the kind of guy you want in the NFL. Yeah, and I like. Thank you, thank you for the call. Dennis. You got anything else for us? Thanks. Thank you, Ben. No, other than no, other than uh, address. Uh, I'm just really concerned about the Kentucky's DBs going into the season. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's I'll, a big I'll get concern. Off here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for the call, Dennis. Um, the the thing, like overall, that 
will slightly, I guess, work in Benny's favor. And this is kind of splitting hairs as we were talking to John Short about how should he have come back and tried to in, improve his stock. A fourth round was was higher than I think most people thought he would go, uh, but it's still low enough where he can now have still keep that chip on his shoulder, which seems to be the what what he really likes, Anthony. Like that's the way he likes to play is to to kind of have the mindset that people are doubting him. I honestly, just because of Benny, and not, not to take anything away from him, I honestly thought that a sixth or seventh round draft would be beneficial to him in the end because he would have that chip on his shoulder. Maybe he can maintain that chip on his shoulder. But in, in the NFL, it's it's a lot of mind games. It's a, it's a lot of business. and, and Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm I'm happy for him because he's right there in the middle. I I don't. Some people may have thought he was third, and I think if he would have ran faster forty, it would oh. it would have wild a couple people. But when you turn on the film, there was no way that like some people said that he was going to be undrafted. There, when you turn on the film, you can't just well, that. Larry and and the 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 forty times like didn't blow anybody out of the water. But and I don't know how much you got to see this, but all the commentary on him were upsetting. Uh, one guy that we affectionately refer to as the big go- big dog, Vince Marrow. Uh, Dick Gabriel got a chance to talk to him, I think, for a TV special, and then we played some of those clips on the radio this week on Big Blue Insider. And he was quick to point out uh, that I believe the, the Jacobs kid from Alabama and Snell run the, ran the exact same 40 time, and yet Jacobs was a consensus first-round pick going into the draft, and somehow Benny was going to slip out. It didn't make any sense to Vince, and it really didn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah, I, I would like to talk to Vince this week because I know going into the draft, I talked to him several different times, and he was worried that just because some guys played at Kentucky that some people weren't going to think they could be that good and it was going to hurt their draft stock. And he also was worried that some guys that should be drafted might not get drafted because they played at Kentucky. My guess is, uh, is that a lot of Vince's worst fears came true and that he would be a quote, well, he's always a good a good quote, yeah. but that he would be a quote machine today or tomorrow because I, I imagine he's frustrated really over a couple guys that didn't get drafted at all. Hey, Larry, that's, that's, I, that's absolutely a reality. When you put, if it's not basketball, you put Kentucky behind a, a player's name that's trying to make it to the next level, they kind of discount the fact that, they, they discount, you know, you're not very credible and they discount your activity and things you did. And I was talking to Coach. I'm just going to refer to him as Coach because that's, <laughs> that's my boy. But and he and he hit the nail on the head, and this is what really upsets me. If you're Kentucky playing in the SEC, that means you are not playing against Kentucky. You're not padding your stats against Kentucky and Vanderbilt yeah. and those guys. You were playing against Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, LSU's, the Auburn's. You're playing against all these people, and you're putting up 1,000 yards a year which only few people have done, Herschel and I think Damian Harris and a couple other people. But yet, how do you how you how do you lose credibility when you are the little dog and you are playing against the big dog putting up numbers? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean we'll just we'll just get into the draft talk overall and we'll kind of keep it as much as we can. We'll jump around as the mood strikes us. But you know, we just got a tweet from uh Tim Biggs uh to to talk about uh the first guy that was drafted and then the immediate comments uh, from Booger McFarlane that were on ESPN. Larry, I mean, did you see those live? Because uh, I think the quote was, I had it, uh, basically that, uh, here we go, I got it. Um, he said that he looks forward, Booger said, I look forward to him, referring to Josh Allen, getting better coaching. Right now he's winning off pure athletic ability. 
I mean, that yeah. kind of shocked me when he when he said those words. And uh, like, what was your reaction? Well, my, my first reaction was I couldn't believe that he said it. I, I just couldn't quite understand it. And then, my as I thought about it for a while, I was trying to think. Did, as, as one who sometimes is when you you do live stuff, sometimes you have stuff come out. And you think, well, I wish I'd reworded it, or I thought. Maybe I don't understand it. I was wanting to get anxious to hear what Anthony was going to have to say because could you say that about anybody getting ready to go to the NFL? Do they just get better coaching in the NFL than they do in college just because it's a full-time job and you spend more time at what you do? Is that what he was meaning? I mean, I don't know. But it's the way it sounded. I thought it sounded stupid when he first said it. I'll just tell you. I, I'll tell you. I, I, I'm going, I like Booger, so I'm going to kind of put it like this. I'm going to start off by saying this. When I went to St. Louis, as good of a receiver running back as I thought I was, playing with Marshall Falk, I learned more in half a season than I things I didn't know. How to get off the ball. How to I'm talking about you. I was good at what I did, but there were small little nuances that you could add to your game to make your job easier. And so it's something that if you if you haven't played, and I, not, and I don't know if you remember me saying this at the beginning of the season, Last year, I thought Josh Allen's not the past season, but the year before that, I thought Josh Allen's second half uh, law was he wasn't using his hands much. He was fast, but when they got their hands on the plate, it was over for him. They could run right by him. And when my when my buddy Coach Stu got over there, that's the first thing he told me. I got to get these guys using their hands. There's a couple little things I'm, I'm working with them. And when I worked at the camp with Josh, he said, man, I love Stu, man. He, he got me doing a couple different things. And Anwar was a – 12 year, not NFL, but he played professional football yeah. for like 12 years. And that was the first thing he picked up on. And I picked up on it on film. But no, you can't really teach him that unless you've done that. Yeah. And when you've done it, it's easier for you to demonstrate and have these guys pick the things up. So and I'm not giving Coach Stu all the credit, but I'm saying just from being around a guy that knows how to uh, how to translate to you what you need to do on the field is easier to pick up. But the second part that you're absolutely right is now you got a guy working with you all day long. If they want you to be that player, and he's a sponge. Josh is a sponge. Everybody that's worked with him say, I love working with him. Whatever you tell him to do, he's going to do. So I think all those things put together, but I, you, you also put as a full-time job, I think that's the biggest thing. If you're not doing something right, you have all the day and time in the world to, to, to get that adjustment. You would think when you work in TV, as, as Booger does, that he would understand how things can come out, you know, how, how you're saying things. Like, perception is reality. Even if you don't mean it as an insult to the coaching staff, as you said, Larry, like, it's not a matter of a guy getting, quote-unquote, uh, a better coach, but it's more coaching, more right. time. Yeah. But he yeah. didn't phrase it that way, and it just came off completely wrong. And I guess he's done a couple interviews uh, since then, and, and it didn't seem like he kind of came off of the, the comments he made a ton. But I mean, people have been have been pointing this out since he made those comments on Thursday night. But just to kind of restate them, like it's pretty silly for to to say that he's going to get better coaching in the NFL when you consider the fact that his defensive coordinator last year is now an NFL coach, and his uh, and his position coach last year before he came to Kentucky was an NFL coach. So you have the exact same pedigree of coach in my estimation, right? Yeah, I think Anthony put it well when he, when he said you get more coaching just because of the time. But I think Booger just had a Mark Burger-like moment. Maybe he just can't, just can't admit when he's wrong, kind of like Mark never can. That, that could be true. But, but, uh, and I, <laughs> but so, I mean, I'm gonna, not going to like absolutely destroy him for it, but it was just odd. 
he's the only one. But out of, and this is the other thing. Like I said, I respect these guys. And uh, you and uh, Curtis and I talk. And you know, if, if you see something, if I see a running back do something, why do you do that? Like a false step or uh, a blitz or a mess up on a blitz pickup. Not saying I was the best on the, but I know what I'm supposed to see. And Booger, out of all of us talking about this, is the only yeah. one who's actually played in the trenches. So he can see little things like false steps, your hand placements, and getting your, your you know, your extension. So it may be some things he saw that. Yeah, well, I agree. But I think the last thing to keep in mind, and I, it's not like an excuse necessarily, but when you consider what Josh Allen was, like, I guess in his what was it? Was he a wide receiver till his junior or sophomore year in high school, Larry? I can't remember. I think till his, I think till his sophomore, I believe it was. Yeah, so like he and I know he's had obviously six years and, and everything, but when you're trying to get your body right and doing all these other things, he's still I would imagine to a certain extent kind of learning his position. And you throw on top of that uh, the fact that he was an outside linebacker, and so he has to kind of le- learn even a new position uh, when that transition happens. So he's still learning a ton. So I think like to your point. He still has a ton to learn and, and can improve on. Um, before we get to the break, let's get to a call real quick. We got David on the line. Hey, David. Hey, good morning, guys, and uh, have a good, good birthday, Anthony, on Wednesday. Hey, well, thank you. Yeah, we have a similar, uh, same birthdays. That's easy for me to remember. <laughs> hey, Anthony, uh, a question: uh, What's next for the draftee? I mean, once say Benny or Josh, whoever, do they go ahead and move to the city? Uh, start working out, or they wait to their first page. No, you don't. There. No, you don't want to move. You may have a, a a condo or something. You can you can go month to month, and the team has some some facilities and things that, or some some routes for these guys. I stayed in a my whole first year. I stayed at a hotel in a suite until I, I can make some real real money. But these guys will be waiting. But you kind of want to wait to see how things are gonna uh, go, and you don't really want to be looking for a house while you're in OTAs and try and trying to make the team, which. Josh doesn't have to worry about, but that's not on, your first thing on your concern is moving. But you just get you know getting acclimated to the city, learning the playbook. It may be mid season or after the season before he actually uh, moves to Jacksonville or or that, or Benny moves to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as of right now, they'll like Benny for example go to go ahead to Pittsburgh and start learning the plays and uh, like immediately, pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah, meet with the team, get acclimated, uh, you know, to being around the people, try to pick up the playbook as fast as possible because that thing is huge. But uh, the other, like I said, the, the big thing is they'll put them up in a hotel or, or whatever, yeah. which, you okay. know, making twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a week is not tough to find a place to stay. But I, you won't make it. He won't make a, a, a real yeah. big change. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the call, uh, David. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing I always keep in mind with these things is, like, Sometimes you, I mean, Anthony, you know this, the, the business side of football comes at you quick and traded, cut, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Buying a home unless you're, unless you're a Josh Allen. But even if you are a Josh Allen, you look at a dude last year, uh, Josh Rosen, right. <laughs> like, I'm going to be the franchise quarterback. Let me, let me get all settled in here at Arizona. Oh, wait, my coach just got fired. Oh, wait, new coach uh, doesn't want me anymore. I have to move, so... Like, yeah, I'm definitely on Anthony's um, thought process of just staying at a kind of a temporary location for the first part of your career. Uh, that's Anthony White. I'm Curtis Birch. We've got Larry Vaught on the line. If you want to interact with the show, uh, give us a call, 280-227-1800-606-4263, or tweet us at Sunday AM Sports. we got a tweet that we'll read after this break. You're listening to Community Trust Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on the home of the Cats, News Radio 630. 
WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back in to Community Trust Bank. Sunday morning sports talk. Curtis Birch in tonight. Today, Anthony White here. Larry Vaught on the line. Uh, let's wrap up the, the talking a little bit about Josh Allen in the last segment and the negative stuff from Booger. But let's, let's spend the, these couple minutes we got in this short segment on the positive stuff. Uh, Larry, what was your kind of favorite moment of, of the Josh Allen getting picked seventh overall? Uh, my favorite moment was when he was uh, at his Jacksonville introductory press conference and he had his son up there with him, and his son just kept grabbing the mic and just jabbering. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, little Wesley was a was <laughs> was a major part uh, from the time he was drafted. Actually, I guess even on the red carpet because yeah. Josh Allen's lining of his suit had his son's name and his son's birth date um, in there. So, and I mean, anytime you talk to Josh about how he got motivated for this season and what his goals were, it was all because of his son. Um, Anthony, how cool! Like as a former player, to see a, a first round pick rock, walk across the stage from the school you went to. I mean, that's great. And it is, it's better for me because, like I said, I talked to Josh at a, at a football camp prior to this season. And I you remember, Larry, I told you, I'm pretty sure it was you I was talking to when they, I asked him. And I said it was something about the way that he, Benny, yeah. and Beatty and all those guys said, hey, we're we going to do something special. I'm like, you know, you always hear. I said it was something about the way they said it. Like, I think they really felt it. And I talked to Josh off to the side for a second and asked him, I said, man, I was talking to you know some people. They said you you've been working. He was like, yeah, man, I got a little boy, and that's all he kept bringing it back to. I got a little boy now, man. I got to do everything for him, so man, I'm just gonna go out there and play my heart out. And then, so every time I seen him get awards and get accolades and move up the record books and, and sacks and things, I I just I mean I felt like like family with them. Like there's been some guys that come through you kind of attach yourself to, but just the respect he has, what he's been through, the grind he has, and then like I said, to see him bring his son out there on uh, uh, at draft day it was like, wow, man, this. This guy, you know, I mean, it was kind of like a perfect end, like a storybook mm-hmm. ending. Yeah. Hey, 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 I was going to say, Curtis, and let me ask Anthony, one thing that Vince Merritt told me way back, like in September, was that one big advantage Josh Allen was going to have when it came time for the draft, was that Josh was already leading, like, the professional life. You know, he he was settled down, he had a son, he was motivated, he was working out, he wasn't going out, and doing all, he, he wasn't being like a typical college junior or senior would be. Is that just an overemphasis on, on, or an exaggeration by somebody like Vince, or is there something to that? No, there's something to that. that I mean, that, all that stuff goes a long way. I mean, a little partying and, and drinking and all that, man, your body's not a tip. You, you've seen the guy's body's in tip-top shape. His motor's where it needs to be. Like, when, at the end of the day, when you knew you did everything you had to do and sacrificed certain opportunities to get to where you at, it, I mean, it's, and that's kind of what I was saying. It's so much more rewarding to know a guy sacrificed and did everything he had to do to get to this point, and it actually paid off for him. Yeah, and now he's got the full uh, adult life all the way down because he got married the week before the draft, so congratulations yeah. to him and his wife. Uh, you know, as we're wrapping up here, my favorite little thing was when Wesley was, because Josh took Wesley, his son, onto the the stage, Wesley was not having the hat. He was not enjoying it. Like, <laughs> like Josh kept trying to put it on him, and little Wesley was like, no, I don't want this thing. Get it off here. I, like, I kind of like that. That was that was really cute. So uh, we got, that was Anthony White in the studio, Larry Vaught is on the line hanging out with us. I'm Curtis Birch in today. You are listening to Community Trust Bank Sunday morning sports talk on the home of the cats. News Radio 630 WLAP.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.